What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So NASA did a good thing, finally. Uh, been trying to launch Artemis for what seems like five years now, and they still can't do it because now there's a fucking hurricane. But they crashed the DART spacecraft. Dual asteroid. Dual asteroid re... Orb- orbiting... Fu- fucking, no, trend, damn it. God trend. damn it. <laughs> Dual asteroid. Double asteroid. Double asteroid. Double asteroid redirection test. So they took a spacecraft which i a side note on the way over here i was listening to npr and the npr reporter said spacecrafts oh my fucking and it, god and it fucking made me mad i was like you know what you need more public funding See if they're on twitter and just can we get someone with at least a master's degree here it says spacecraft and not spacecrafts and not, not aircrafts hangar not hangar not, not i saw three deers in my yard oh this god morning. mooses <laughs> gooses all right. So anyway, so they did this. As so they experiment. can't seem to launch <clears throat> Artemis to 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 go near the moon. About how many? You said eighteen months ago, I think. What? That it was launched. No, it was a uh, ten months and oh, ten, ten months, months and two days. Okay, got yeah, it. Ten months and two days ago, they launched the Dart spacecraft on a Falcon Nine. On a Falcon Nine from uh, SpaceX mm-hmm. to intercept. Uh, what it is? It's a it's an it's a it's a large asteroid, well, large-ish asteroid with a small moon. That orbits around it, and they're crashing into the smaller. They still call that, a, call that a moon. It's called a moon because it still orbits is. around a larger body. Okay, that's that's the definition of a moon. I know people struggle with that, but I have to tell them the Earth's moon is called Luna. It's not called the that moon. That is true. It is Luna. It's moon. It is a moon, lowercase m, mm-hmm. called Luna. Oh Just look, like there shouldn't be. There's the moon. Should be there's right. a moon. Jupiter has what moon? Eighteen moons or something like that. Which right. I always have to harken back to this for any new listeners because I think it's one of the funniest fucking things in the world. This is proof positive that NASA scientists and engineers have a sense of humor. So Jupiter, the Roman god, was known for being a philanderer. He had sex with a lot of different uh, other goddesses. Mm -hmm. All of the moons around Jupiter that, that orbit Jupiter are named after goddesses that the god Jupiter slept with. (laughs) <laughs> fornicated with in some fashion. Right. Okay? So when NASA launched a probe to Jupiter to take pictures and check on things and, t- and go to, you know, Europa and Phobos and like all these different ones. Here's a, I'm sorry, let me pause. God damn it. Here's a slightly sped up version of the impact. They can't see that. It's on TV. This is a podcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The resolution's pretty good. Look at it. Here it goes. Here it goes. Here. Bam. Yeah, it's pretty cool, folks. Go on the NASA YouTube channel or wherever. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you believe in that sort of thing, right? And watch—they literally just crash a fucking spacecraft, and like in seconds before impact, this studio see, work looks really good. It's really, really good studio work. They must have had Kubrick do it. Anyway, all of the moons that orbit Jupiter are named after goddesses that Jupiter or or characters in in Roman mythology that they that he slept with. Right. So that's naturally, funny. naturally, it is no. That's 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 funny because mm-hmm. they orbit Jupiter. Yeah. What's even funnier than that is when NASA decided to send a probe to Jupiter to take a bunch of pictures of the moons and p- pictures of Jupiter and, and relay them back in video. What did they name the spacecraft after? Jupiter's wife. Oh, God. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> Look this up. I can't think of her name offhand, but I cannot think of his wife's name. But I can tell you right now that is one of the funniest goddamn little 
multi-billion dollar inside hilarious nerd joke that I've ever heard of. Like, it doesn't get any better than like that. Like, it wasn't Gertrude. I don't think they had that name. No, no, no. I, I, uh, I'm sure you'll make me Google it. I'll make There's, me Google it. There goes Joe Googling. Googling just for a bit. No, but it was... Uh, what? No, Looking go ahead. Again? Okay. I just I got a message from the lady I told you about earlier. I got... Folks, I had a package. This is happening. This is like four fucking times now. I've had something delivered to my house that is not the right address, nor does it have my name on it. It's possible they don't have a number on their house or something. No, they do. They hundred okay. percent do. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just and, and it's funny because two times before it was the post office, and this time it was FedEx. But at, le- at the very least, a FedEx person they should have just never delivered it. Yes. The address doesn't exist. It just doesn't. And mine goes from it goes from like my address goes from ten, and then next door to me is sixteen, and, and they were trying to deliver to fourteen. With a name that is not mine, that's not in the mailbox. That's ne- that, and so I did not know my neighbor's last name, so I it didn't dawn on me until I realized I messaged. I found the person on Facebook and said, "Hey, took a picture of the tracking and all that." So I said, "This got delivered to my house. It's addressed to twenty, 20 you know, to da 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 whatever. That doesn't exist on the street. So I don't know where it's supposed to go, but I think this is yours because her name is spelled in a unique way that mm-hmm. no, like I'd never ever seen before." And chances are nobody else on Facebook has that. And I found a person who lives in Kingman, so I messaged them. And she just messaged me and said, yeah, we got it. By the way, this is so-and-so. You've already given us two things that have been delivered to you. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was I – th- I thought that was you, but I wasn't 100% positive. Right. Because I didn't know you guys' last name. So it was for my neighbors. She just messaged me, which I thought was funny. Kinda. What was interestingly coincidental or whatever is that multiple packages are going to your place yeah. and not theirs. Exactly. So there's that. Anyway, anyway, so here's so a, NASA launched yeah, launch this it. thing like ten months ago. And the whole idea is is that that yeah, it's it's a bigger asteroid orbiting with the orbiting moon of a smaller asteroid, and the whole idea was to hit the small asteroid and then do some more calculations and see if they've changed the orbit uh, of the small asteroid, right. how long it takes for it to go around, and if they do, then they know that they've changed the path of it and they know that this is possible. Yep. To hopefully save, or maybe it's a big joke on us, and that what they're really doing is they did this really accurately to intentionally come and destroy us fucking useless human beings that are just fucking everything up. So like, I you know, actually, just, yeah, here it comes. You know? I thought the other direction is uh, they the NPR report, and then on you know there and uh, on uh, the NASA live stream, they kept saying, and this and this is in this asteroid and its moon in no way are a threat to Earth. Right. This is just a test. I've heard that about 15 times in the past three or four hours, like both on the NPR report and on there. So now like, I'm wondering, okay, doth protest too much or it, no? Yeah, no, exactly. Shit. It's like so, everybody remain calm. So what is maybe this thing is on a, a you know uh, is on a, a or collision, it was a co- collision tra- trajectory, or it was. You're saying they're trying to correct it. Like I know it is, and it they, is they now. Don't, they don't know if it's going to hit us or not. So this is them publicly, but privately trying to avert. And a, you know, and Armageddon. Right. Both the movie and the. This is the thing. deep state. This is the deep. This state. is the deep. NASA's the. Wouldn't that be funny if NASA was the deep state and they still can't get the fucking Artemis rocket off the ground? <laughs> They've only been working. Well, that, on that's it. just that's just a sleight of hand. That's like a diversionary. Oh, that's what that's, can't, can't that's, get the big rocket going. Like but in the, the meantime, we're gonna get this like this wag the dog kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna so get full of shit. We're gonna get the asteroid coming this well, way. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Who are the smartest people in government? I have no idea. Rocket scientists? I'm, I mean, I'm honestly. Laughing. They probably, they're yeah. on the government are gonna, dole. Are you going to put right? them, uh, put those guys up against somebody who just went to law school? 
Shout out to any of you lawyers out there. Depends on what the conversation is, I guess. I don't know. Well, I just mean uh, as far as fleecing the general public. Oh, that. I would crack yeah. up laughing. It was NASA that actually was like, oh, no, uh, Kennedy was going to shut down our funding, so we fucking had him killed. Oh, my God. I thought it was the CIA. And the CIA is like, we no, fucking. It was, it was NASA. No, it's the fucking. The pocket protector crowd is the one that actually murdered JFK. How do you think they got two of those bullets in him from so far away? I mean, <laughs> they had to do some heavy, heavy math. That was shot, that was shot from orbit. It was the magic bullet. Yeah, it really didn't come from the school book depository. Oh, that's that's so bad. <laughs> it actually came from the Apollo 2 oh. spacecraft. i actually been to Dealey Plaza. This is long before QAnon got a hold of it. And oh, God. <laughs> Fucking QAnon. Those well, Joe's jokesters. That's my, when my parents got divorced or they were separated, my father thought it would be a good, good thing to take my sister and I when we were about 10 years old to Dealey Plaza because that's... I guess it's an okay road trip or not. Road well, trip I mean, it, it, it was a big, a huge event to him. It was, you know, it's kind of like the like it's only 10 years prior it happened. Like it was that was this was a while back. You know, this was like in mid 70s that he did yeah. this there. It. Yeah. 74. Five, I don't know what year it was. So call it. Yeah. That's probably 12 years old. Since and it was 13. It, or 14. That was a huge event in his life. Like yeah. whether whether he was a supporter of Kennedy or not, it was such a huge thing. I don't know if he voted for Kennedy. I'm, I'm bet he, I bet he did. I bet My he grandfather did campaigned for for Kennedy yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, he was a, a campaign like manager for like the West region of Ohio. Yeah. I still, I, I think I've shown you those pins before. I have a Kennedy man for the '60s, and they're that uh, as a vector graphic where you move it back and forth, and mm-hmm. it kind of animates, and it, it's like. You move it one way, and it's just a portrait of, of Kennedy, and then mm-hmm. you move it just slightly, you know, the other direction. It says "Man for the '60s." I have like you still th- have those. I have like three of them. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they are really cool. You know, I um, my father I know voted for a different. Uh, he was never he was never a party person. I mean, he partied. Oh, he <laughs> dude, he was a pilot. Oh, he partied. Oh, he partied. The '60s and '70s. And oh Delta, boy, whatever. So and key like, parties and everything. Like I'm Bobby sure. Kennedy. So Bobby. Um. So yeah, but he never voted party ticket. This is. Oh, ne- we're not going to talk about that. We're not going down politics. Never. But he never did that. You know. So I. I don't know. But I don't know who he. Uh, who, who he voted for. Regardless, like it would be huge news if like a pre- when a president gets assassinated. Like it's, oh, a, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, NASA. Glad you were able to crash something. Yep. But the whole well, idea it was right was, in the middle of that. Right down the oh right dead dead nuts wasn't center. even like a didn't even shank it it looked like it right <laughs> right down the right down no the, hook or slice in the NASA department <laughs> it went right down the, <laughs> I bet the those meat guys, of the asteroid nobody wants to play golf with anybody from NASA <laughs> especially the rocket scientists yep so that was kind of cool yeah it is kind of cool to watch NASA crash something that didn't kill a bunch of people so that was, yeah. that was good. well we don't know well who not was yet on the pl- well it, plus we don't know who was. Remember, we, as I was getting close, but there's a dude there. There's a dude waving. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, shit. Oh, shit. You see the services? Oh, God damn it. There's a guy there already. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's Maybe here's up. where. Okay, here's where Artemis. I, I figured it out. They're, it's not going to go. Like you said, is it ever going to go? Because they're going to be circling around. The first thing people are going to ask, all right, show us proof of the lunar landers and the Apollo missions and pieces of it down there. And NASA's I mean, going to be like, all, all right, go, um, funny thing about that. Okay, here's the thing. It was the Cold War and the 60s. We're a lot of smoking a lot of dope. Right. Doing some acid, and we decided, wouldn't it be fucking hilarious? Like we, I could just hear them saying, "We got some Owsley Stansley acid, you know, out of out of Berkeley, in like 1966." Because NASA's got a lot we, of uh, and we, offices, and we have say. a lab. We decided yeah. to make our own, and then it turns out pretty soon somebody was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if we landed somebody on the moon?" Let's pretend that we did that, and nobody will fucking believe us, right? 
And so they did. And then they're like, oh, God, they believed us. So they, was, they spent f- like four or five percent of the GDP to yeah, fake the whole thing. To fake the whole thing. And they're like, ah, JK, we didn't actually go there, but we're trying to go there now, but our shit keeps breaking. <laughs> <laughs> but the I love that argument. Uh, like the, the easiest uh, argument for, like the most simple argument, if somebody says, I don't really believe in the moon landing, or da, 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 I don't see it. There's not enough data to support it. And I was like, uh, so... I just take the Neil deGrasse Tyson approach to it, and that was what he told Joe Rogan, and that convinced Rogan instantly. Which was the te- that we, the that technology that. to fake that level of clarity, and to fake them looking like you know one sixth the gravity and this, that, and the other. The film technology and special effects technology didn't exist in the '60s to make that. I agree. I believe it that. just didn't. It just didn't exist. Like it just no. film wasn't that good. The frame rates weren't that fast. So on and so forth. It just didn't exist the, to um, do that. There was no CGI. There's not that just that just didn't exist. And like it was it was technologically it was easier and more feasible to send this 50 50 shot whether or not these astronauts were going to survive. So it was easier that way to send them to the moon and bring them back than it was to fake it. Because the technology existed technically to get them to the moon and back. Right. It had never been tested, but it existed. The technology didn't exist to make the moon landing, to fake, to fake the moon landing and make all that look believable. So one of the things that I used to tell people is like, well, they fire lasers at like every other day. or something. From Tucson, yeah. I think they do this. They, and, and you can do it at home as well if you have a higher power, high-powered enough laser. I've seen people do it. Right. The coordinates in, uh, are available on NASA's website if you believe NASA's a – a real thing. organization. Yeah, and not the dark state. <laughs> dark state? Dark state. The deep state? Deep, the dark state. There's a lot of dark states. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Deep state. So many different ways you can go with that one. Um, so, so you, like I said, you can do that. So someone put that fucking, the mirrors up there. Was it Armstrong? I think it was, was it, uh, who put the mirrors up there, the reflecting mirrors? Uh, I don't know. And was it on I think it probably would have been Buzz because he was more the engineer. Was it on Apollo 11? I think it was. I think it was. I think was, they put, was early on. They put some mirrors down. Yeah. If you believe in that sort of thing. Right. They put some mirrors down, I know, and transmitters, transceivers, uh, radio, right. on the, and I think X-ray. Do you think they on looked at Apollo 11? They put it down and kind of leaned over and go, yeah, I look pretty good, man. I like They, they look at themselves in the mirror and fix, like, the, fix like their hair. I need to fix my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I... I would love to I a bunch of the radio transmission from like personal like talk back and forth during the moon landing like while they were just sitting on the moon before they had left mm-hmm. is not it's not available it just wasn't recorded right you know all you have is like diary entries from Buzz and and Neil Well the other thing is when they when they when the mics are on and they know they're going to be transmitting they're being they, professional they go, yeah. okay we got a just like in the plane it's it, the ma- same it makes thing. perfect sense not not talking about the hot flight attendant, but there's no recorded from them because they would have to speak with radios to each other, right? Right. And they didn't. They, there's just no recordings of that. I would love to be a fly on on the wall in the lunar lander when those guys are like, weren't you saying that one of the words? Who was it? Was I'm sure Buzz talked about this a lot because the 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 uh, capsule gets pretty gamey. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're in there. They're pretty ripe. They haven't showered, and it took them three days to get there. Right. Right. Yeah, like two and a half, three days. Yeah, so, yeah, like three days to get back, there. So it's yeah. a week, and then they're because again, you actually no four days. It was July twentieth they and landed, gotta, and it was July sixteenth. Got to go to the bathroom. Where they have I don't know if they have certain chemicals that just shut everything down. I don't know how that works. So you can't you don't have to, can't poop in the capsule. I, I don't I don't know what they do. I, I I mean now we know what they do. They've got they got some technology. They have a now. shitter up there on the ISS. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it took a while to develop all this stuff. But that mission back in the sixties, gross. <sighs> I'm sure it gets real fucking foul in there. <laughs> 
Well, not to mention the fact that space itself smells like, uh, they say, like spent gunpowder, which would get, I like that smell because it reminds me of like 4th of July and playing with fireworks and shit like space that. Space itself has an odor? <coughs> yeah, it's like burnt, it like burnt the, gunpowder. Uh, the uh, the, the ion sort of stuff has a certain ionization. I think it's just burnt stuff. Oh. I, I Honestly, I think that's all it is, just stuff being constantly burnt and then frozen and burnt and frozen In the back atmosphere, and forth. you're saying? No, the no atmosphere. The lack of atmosphere. Okay. So, like, when they, the guys noticed it when they came back in and took off their suits when they were in the, you know, the lander, they were like, God, this stinks. Like, moon, the moon dust on them kind of stunk. And okay, then, I got you. Uh, what's our senator, Mark Kelly, said the same thing. And he said, you know, being on the ISS, the smell when you first get there, is it for, he said, first off, it smells like feet. Because you just got humans up there all the time, and it's like kind of hard to take a real shower, you know. Like you're not you're not really able to do that. So it smells kind of like feet, mm-hmm. but not bad feet. Like just like eh, just it's time feet. to it's time to bathe, mm-hmm. kind of feet, you know, or long day kind of funk, but not like fungus mm-hmm. and burnt like burnt uh, um, like burnt uh, gunpowder, okay. spent gunpowder. Okay, which is I don't know, it's kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. I meant to ask him. I, I didn't. Well, when I met him and walked him to his airplane that he flew up, uh, personally flew up. It was not his. I think it's. I'm not sure it's his. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Single engine airplane of some kind. He flew himself up by himself. Do you remember that event when he came up here, Mark Kelly? Oh, yeah. 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 And I walked him to his plane because I was kind of, it was kind of because he's an astronaut and he's our senator. And it was so cool. I was able to walk him to his airplane. I'm not sure if I carried his bag or not. Did you shine his shoes? I should have. But anyway, so we're out there, and uh, and I meant to ask him some kind of hey hey, hey man question. Re- re- remember <laughs> remember when you went to the International Space Station? That, right, that was awesome. But I didn't. We're talking about gliding and soaring and other just aviation in general. It was yeah. easy to talk to because when he sat down and we were having a, the meet before the meeting started, we the start of the meeting got delayed because him and my conversation. <laughs> about oh, flying ah. and stuff. Oh, of course. And at some point, Mayor Miles, he was reaching across from the table, and he just kind of looked at me. So I said, "I am so sorry." He goes, "Oh, we get it. You guys fly." Whatever. Yeah. And he was like sitting like right there. <laughs> We're just talking about that. Was so cool. That was one of the coolest. It was, it's probably ever. really cool for him too to just talk to another aviator and not and not politics or right. anything like that. Just our talk roads like, suck and this, and we right. got we got a new building. We want you to cut the ribbon of right. And, Hold my baby, like right, whatever. Right, right. I yeah. know people don't like Democrats. I don't give a fuck. I don't even care about his, his political affiliation. Do I. I wanted to meet him. I he was doing a meet and greet here in town a few weeks ago. I got a text message. I from remember him. that. I mean, and, and, and I, I never, about I did not fucking. I they, I got a text like a random text from some numbers that hey, this is so and so with AZ Democrats. I'm like, why do you have my number? But whatever. Is Mark Kelly's gonna be doing like a meet and greet and a talk. In Kingman, I'm like, cool. I would, and I, and it was on a Tuesday. I had the day off, and I was gonna go. I texted them back, and then I looked on his on his. They don't really put out senators uh, like their uh, publicly their itineraries. Yeah, you don't, you can't do that. Well, I didn't. Th- I'm like, what the fuck, man? How am I supposed to go and support this guy, or right. even listen to him talk, or even just go and shake his hand? Right. If I don't know where the hell to go and when, but they, I because he get, didn't I have any kind it. of security. I mean. He, he, Oh, he had a little, but not really. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know who I was. Right. And I was walking with him to his airplane, and, and the woman who was his assistant was just kind of there, and that was about it, but she's not a security person. Right. She's 
taking notes and making sure you know that's kind of cool because she didn't look up, like someone who would tackle you <laughs> no <laughs> if you and uh, try to get an autograph but they would they would you know if if they were something were to come up she'd be making notes like to check in on this and make, make sure that would you know like if they needed to handle something you know she was just constantly there he was not having to make his pull out his notes app on his iphone and make his own notes right about what to take care of or look into when they got back ha- to the how many astronauts have you now met actual one. been to space just him that's it okay i think i think it's only one i say that because it's possible I met somebody in Tehachapi that was doing stuff that I wouldn't. I think that's it. I know you've met a lot more than I have, obviously, because Buzz, Ohio. Buzz and Neil. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, I met Sally Ride when I was um, 15, I think. Yeah, she spoke at the uh, the Air Force Museum in Dayton. Wow. And uh, in Boy Scouts, like our scoutmaster got a group of us to go down there. It was like, anybody want to go down there to be part of getting your like space, or like a, uh, not astronomy, um, uh, was exploration merit badge? Some merit badge had to do with space, but it wasn't astronomy. It was something else. So and he's like, "We this will be a check off, like for this, da, 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 like is to quote unquote interview somebody." And I've got it set up. We'll have thirty minutes to hang out with her, just us. And he's like, "I got room for five five boys." So we picked the five most senior boys in the troop, and we traveled down to Dayton and got to listen to her speak. And then afterwards, she just sat and talked with us and told us about space and let us ask her a bunch of questions and. Somewhere there's pictures of me with her, like just me and her, and then me in the group and with her, which was incredible to meet. The amount yeah. of uh, yeah. of patience, and that's what it takes. And they know this too. Like NASA knows if you're going to be an astronaut, that part of your life is going to be to talk to the public. Yes. Yeah. And so they can't have. There are a lot of people that probably they would like to send up there, but they go, "You're this guy would be terrible." Yeah. With people because he doesn't really like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why. Like, I always really? thought you're asking me that question for the four thousandth time. I got to talk about what we eat, right? That's was, what that would be. What I would probably say: ice cream, astronaut <laughs> ice cream. Yeah, buy it in the it. gift shop. It's in a gross. Little, little, little pack thing that it's it's stuck. It's terrible. How do you go to the bathroom? So anyway, I, you have that's to be why a, I always found you have it to be a public person. It found it true. funny that they chose Neil Armstrong, who is quiet. He is very. It was, he was a very quiet. He's very quiet now, but he, that's not nice. But they but they because he died. I know, but they they picked. But they him. also knew because he could get the job done. Yeah, like he well, really knew he was. No, no I don't mean to be the first one to land on the moon because they knew that he was going to do way more press than yes. Buzz Aldrin. And Buzz is, loves to talk to people, but he also loves to be a fucking dickhead. Like he's he's just a <laughs> yeah. jokester. Like he's like yes. <laughs> like he's uh, he's like the epitome of the brilliant jock guy. Right. Like he's a fucking super genius. Like he, like he I has to entertain himself by being being funny and kind of an asshole at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Sarcasm, to me. you know, and that Golden kind of. Gloves champ apparently because he knocked that one guy the fuck out. <laughs> so I always I don't found, think he got charged either, did he? No, the judge <laughs> was like, "This is what you get when you mess with a national hero, you like a like a like dick." Yeah, yeah, like the judge threw it out. He's like, "Yeah, it's a simple assault charge of fines, one hundred and fifty dollars, and no probation." So we talked about this before, but it's a guy that was just har- harassing constantly Buzz Aldrin that he didn't go to the moon. He was and- an aggressive kind of Alex Jones type. Yes, because for years I thought it was Alex Jones because it just seemed like something he would do. Right. This guy would follow him around and get him, try to get, get him his to- schedule on his public, and he would just go asking stupid questions and, you know, and he would follow him and when he was done whatever he was doing just harassing him and the la- and folks you can find this just like go on youtube and like buzz aldrin punch and you'll see you'll and the audio is pretty good on it too and you'll hear hear the guy uh harassing him and go like 
you know, you're a liar and you're a coward. He called him a liar and a coward, and uh-huh. that was just the final fucking straw because he was lying about the moon landing. Yeah. That's his whole contention was this guy was lying about it. You're a coward and a liar, and Buzz spins around and he goes, what? Is I said you're a coward and a liar. And wham! <laughs> just like he was 25 years old. Cold cocked him. And just knocked the shit out of this guy. And it, like, you, and it was a perfect angle to where you can see, like, contact, and then the guy's head go, and just like, a, like, he was, like it was a, a fucking rubber. And he went to court. Yeah, went to court and the judge was like, "Eh, nah, I, mean, I don't think mess so." Mess with the bull, you get the horns, dummy. Like that's essentially what he was told. Yeah, which I think is just such a huge, hilarious slap to the face. And I know Buzz walked out of the room. And he did say uh, something to the effect of, "Like, oh, if you had to go back and do it over again, would you have not have hit him?" He goes, "Hell no, I would. I would have hit him twice." Which is a similar thing we talked about. That was that last week. Or yeah, two weeks it was. Ago? Uh, Evil can evil. Yeah. Judge was fair, and I would do it again. Yeah, yes, the judge was fair, and my sentence was fair, and I would definitely do it again. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I know that there was another astronaut that I met, but he hadn't gone up in a shuttle. He hadn't gone to space yet, but he was due to go on a shuttle launch like within three months. And I I know that was in Tucson, and that was at the planetarium. Like My dad took me there to some presentation. But man, I was young. I was probably eight. I don't remember. Yeah, but the cool thing you met the Apollo Eleven astronauts. That was cool. I didn't meet Michael Collins, I was and he's say, still alive. He's. I, I thought I, he just died recently. I no, thought. Michael Collins is still alive. He's still alive. Okay. I would love to meet Michael Collins just to complete that trifecta. Even though yeah. he didn't set foot on the moon, I don't give a shit. At one yeah. point in time, he was the most isolated human being in the goddamn universe. Yep. Which is just, if you really think about that from an existential standpoint, that's that's pretty terrifying because he was. What at one point, like what twenty, furthest point away from the guys on the moon that right. were when Buzz and, and Neil were on the moon, away from the Earth. So he's orbiting the moon in right. the command module. At its furthest point, I think it was like forty something mi- thousand miles, forty something thousand miles away from them. Right. And then, and no one else could be that two hundred and fifty thousand miles away from Earth. Right. And no one else and could you be that can't physically be that isolated on Earth. You can't be like Earth's only twenty six thousand miles around. Right. So you can't physically be 40,000 miles away from anybody. See, so that's, I would, I would that's like, incredible to me. I would me. like to hear the calm between Michael Collins after they were down there before. Like, how much were they talking to him? Um, and what, how much was he really... Like, in this orbit, did he have to make many adjustments at all during the moon, the lunar orbit? Or not? I don't know. I, I don't know either. I mean, I, I, don't, I would be fascinated I would to ass- figure this out. I would out. assume that it was a deteriorating orbit, which most orbits are anyway. Deteriorating mm-hmm. orbit, so it wouldn't have been... I know it wasn't... Uh, uh, Geostrace wouldn't be Luno stationary. Well, it wouldn't be that. He, they were going around. It, he sure. was going. Yeah, he was. He wasn't a stationary orbit. It was a. It was a uh, deteriorating orbit. So presumably they calculated where to put him in orbit so that over the course of like a day and a half, they would get he because it's a de- deteriorating orbit. So he gets mm. cl- loses altitude. So they have to spend less fuel to get up off. To get out of there. To, to go to get off the moon to dock with the command module. So mm. presumably I like to think that the conversation was like, Hey Mike, how you doing up there? He's like, Finally I'm able to cut farts without having to deal with you right. guys, but it's gonna be pretty stinky when you come back. Like just <laughs> I hope there was some funny shit. Like, oh you know, just sitting around waiting for you guys, just been playing with my balls, hanging out, fucking cartoon casual, no pants on. Or you should have just uh just uh, eaten something like really special so he could just fill up fill up the cabin. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you got to go to the moon and look at I did. Oh, uh, I made up some, made a pot of ham and beans with the leftover uh, ham hocks. So if you guys, uh, I don't know if there's going to be any left by the time you get here, but there's definitely going to be the remnants of it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just unprofessional astronaut. Like, uh, I can't remember what Apollo mission it was where there was a turd floating around in the... 
it was floating around in the capsule okay. and like oh and, and like the, you read the transcription and it's like oh lord almighty what are you doing who <laughs> who, who let that loose who was that and it was i, I i'm almost positive it was a turd i think i pretty pretty sure it was this story i haven't heard of really no yeah. oh man but mm, uh, apollo but you wonder i mean could you even i mean was michael collins able to even the sleep f- Oh, I'm sure he was. When he went when he he would orbiting ha- the moon, he would have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. It's like how uh, do you, how do you do that? I'm you know what? I think I'll just nod off while I'm orbiting the moon. Here's the thing: it, our Luna, not the moon. He he's orbiting a moon, Earth's moon. Yeah. If you think of think about it like this, you know, if you've been to the Grand Canyon and you're just like, wow, totally awestruck. Mm-hmm. But every time you go there, it's like, all right, I got like 15 minutes of being awestruck, and now I'm just kind of over it. And you're even even though people from around the world see pictures of it and they they make they come from thousands of miles away to make the trek to go to the Grand Canyon, but you just look at it and you're like, all right, I've been here. Well, you're not. You guys want to go to Flagstaff and have but, a beer? But you're getting used you're, to you're, it. You, you kind of get used to it. So I wonder right. if maybe he was like, all right, well, I've seen that rock eighteen fucking times. It's all it's all gray and, and silver, around. so who really cares? Okay. The article on Vox.com, the floating turd mystery that still haunts NASA. <laughs> During Apollo 10, in which a crewed spacecraft orbited, orbited the moon as a dress rehearsal for the lunar landing, astronauts encountered a deep mystery. Quote, oh, who did it? Commander Tom Stafford suddenly asked six days into the mission as the crew discussed preparations for leaving the moon's orbit. Who did what? Inquired Command Module John Young. Where did that come from? Interjected Lunar Module Pilot uh, Gene Cernan, who I've heard, is, okay. I've heard from... Multiple people that have known Gene Cernan very well. Two mm-hmm. people that we've, uh, well, uh, uh, Dr. Schauber, Jerry mm-hmm. Schauber, who was a geo. In Flagstaff. What the fuck? Uh, he's a, god damn it, astrogeologist, mm-hmm. which was a term that didn't exist until about 1965 yeah, when NASA came to him and was like, hey, you're they made that the leading. Yeah. yeah, you're the leading geologist on Earth. Would you like to be the guy who decides where Apollo 11 lands? And he's like, sure. Am I still going to be a geologist? Does NASA need geologists? And he goes, no, we're going to call you uh, an astrogeologist. And he's like, okay. So he was the first guy to be called an astrogeologist. That's very cool. So he said Gene Cernan was a jokester. Like, he was just hilarious. He would do pranks, mm-hmm. um, do stupid shit like, uh, like, like posters around NASA. Had, like, the Earth and Moon. And he would just put one giant red X on the Moon and put, we are here. Like, just at NASA? Like, <laughs> just goofy shit like that. So funny. Gene Cernan goes, where the hell did that come from? Oh, somebody give me a napkin real real quick. There's a turd floating through the air. This is inside a NASA spacecraft. Small spacecraft. Uh, right? It's not very, very small. Yeah. Is this uh, the service module? Uh, 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 or the, not what the cap Command module. Oh, the command module, not the service module, yeah. Plastic business. Huh? Sounds apocryphal, but it's the truth in an era when spacecraft waste management consisted of, quote, a plastic bag which was taped to the buttocks to capture feces. Tur- <laughs> oh, that, so that answers your question. There that's, you go. That's how they pooped on the, the Apollo oh. missions. I knew the Apollo missions being so much longer than Gemini or uh, Mercury before that. Mercury and Gemini, most of the time, they just had diapers, and they just sh- sat in their own shit for 18 hours and or 20 hours. Yeah. And honestly, if you taper your diet right, you right. only have to poop once in eighteen hours, and you could probably plug you yourself know? up with uh, some kind of a yeah constipator. Yeah, exactly. Thing. So, uh, turds could escape from time to time, and time from time to time, and float about the spacecraft. They okay. So this is the best part: is transcriptions of radio traffic, like. <laughs> 
I didn't do it. That ain't one of mine. I don't think it's one of mine either. Mine was a little more uh, sticky than that earlier today. <laughs> Throw that shit away. Uh, nine minutes later, Gene Cernan was flabbergasted to be interrupted yet again by another floating piece of feces. Uh, they uh, they said uh, they told me that uh, here's another guy. He goes, oh, they said 135 NASA. Oh, god damn it! They told us that. Oh god, there's another goddamn turd. <laughs> What's the matter with you guys? Can't you give me a break? He was in the middle of telling them about some sort of data or something like relaying back to NASA to like Mission Control, and he goes, God, there's another goddamn turd. <laughs> and then you hear like laughter uh, coming from the uh, commander and command module pilot. Like both of these guys, it just says laughter in parentheses. Well, baby, if I tell you if, if it was me, I sure would know I was shitting on the floor. <laughs> it's just floating around. Mine was stickier than that earlier today. Mine was, too. Uh, I definitely hit mine in the bag. I was on target. <laughs> Fuck it. You can tell that these guys are pilots, man. Like this Summer so military I mission I fucking oriented. love that. Apollo 10, that was a mission where the turd floated around. Wow. And they, they never did figure out exactly whose it was. No one owned up to it. Now, I wonder if any of those three guys, I wonder if, if they're still all alive. They, I know Gene... I, on their deathbed, they said, you know, it was mine. I, I would hope so. Or they take it to their grave and just let everybody laugh about it. Like, those guys get together for beers every once in a while. They're like... Hey, Cernan, remember when you uh, tried to blame that turd on everybody else? And he's like, yeah, my bad, guys. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't hold it any longer. Like, that shit just cracks me up. Yes. Hey, do you want to take a break? Yes, sir. All right, we'll be back, folks.
back. Or sorry, sorry, we're back. Um, we have all apologies. All apo- they didn't play all apologies, but they did play a lot of other good stuff. Yeah, Jeremy and uh, Curtis really killed it at the uh, cellar door Saturday night. My God, it was great. They have their new uh, remodeling kind of stuff going on, or almost done. Sounds better, so much better. Looks better. It's more intimate. It's, uh, it's Paul touched my leg. It was great. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's nice. You can do more touchy things without people noticing as much. So that's good. Yeah, because it doesn't echo every time you flick me in the bean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> George sn- George snorted. Snorted. Uh, yeah. I, anyway, uh, so sometimes yeah. I crack myself. So up, his folks. sound hole. It's a it's a Curtis Larson. It's yeah, Jeremy Foss and Curtis Larson. Yeah. Foss and his wife own the sewer door now, and f- such a phenomenal show. Yeah. Men of a certain age. Sound hole. What the hell was it? The oh. it was mother. They said okay, you cover mother. Oh Remember? God! <laughs> you asked them to cover mother. Can you cover mother like Pink Floyd's mother? And then they they started playing. They're like, all right, this one's for Paul Gaines. And they uh, you I am like, I hear the first chord. And I'm like, that's not. Oh, that's not that mother. And I got excited. I ran up front because they <laughs> oh, were playing. Several people did, they, and I think they got pissed off. It, when they well, it, it. kind of because like yeah. I had some metalhead friends in the audience. They got they fucking thought it was hilarious because I saw what the one guy Gage. Yeah. Um, I saw him later on, and he goes, dude, that shit was so fucking funny. Like, the five people in the audience that knew that song were like, right. oh, fuck, he's covering Danzig. Nobody covers Danzig. I said, I like that song, too. And they said but they, it was hilarious because he kind of brought that up, but he didn't say we'll do that. But he, when he started that, I went, this is funny. It's, he's it, actually started out so playing the other funny. mother. He's like, mother. And we all started singing <laughs> along, and then just and then he was like, I'm just kidding. And then, mother, do you think they'll drop the button? They're like, mother, God, just play both of them for fuck's Right, sake. why not play both? I, I was so insanely pissed with laughter right at that because it was such a funny audio joke and i love that that's what those guys do but he still he, he killed the pink floyd or roger waters you want to call it mother he he they did a great job yeah it's always always a hoot so anytime you guys see them on this if they're playing the cellar door or down at have the juke joint make sure you go and see them because curtis and jeremy are a goddamn blast so uh, real quick to pay the bills because we are sponsored by the cellar door in downtown kingman arizona uh, let's see. So we're gonna miss this, but it looks like every, um, every uh, Tuesday maybe they're trying to do a game night, which I think is a cool, cool thing. Board games and card games. Maybe I'll come down there. Oh, just in general, play like, some trivia or play some trivia or card games or something, whatever. So uh, well, what is it? Well, I'm sorry. What does it actually say though? It says Tuesday. Tuesday night game night. Game night. Okay. okay. So that's for this week, Wednesday tonight. When you guys hear this, post on we post on Wednesday. So tonight. Wednesday, what date is that? Twenty eighth. Stand by. I think it's the twenty eighth. Yes. 20th, Wednesday is 20th. the twenty eighth. Wednesday the twenty eighth is guitarist Joe Gimond. Okay, I've heard of this guy. I haven't heard any of his music, but as we know, Jeremy uh, is a musician himself and does he and Crystal do most of the booking. They know their shit, so it's definitely going to be good. Uh, Stephen James, which I have finally heard that guy. He's also incredible. And then is on playing when uh, Thursday night. Thursday Stephen this James. Thursday. And then Friday night is Jerome Asik. And Jerome is, I mean, he's just incredible. Nice mood music for the background. But he plays pop tunes on the piano. And you can, like, every once in a while, I'll pick him out. I'm like, oh, oh, I know this song. Oh, shit, I know this song. But he doesn't know. Remember we asked him if he knew. You're like, Claire de Lune. Like, <laughs> like she, he actually doesn't know much classical. Stupid. He doesn't. He, right. We asked him if he could play. He's like, I don't know Claire de Lune. And then he looked at me, and I'm like, I'm, what about any of the nocturnes? He's like, I don't know any of the nocturnes either. I'm like, wow. It's kind of cool that it's it, most pianists were forced to learn that shit, and right. then you learn pop shit later on. You just weren't forced to do that, because most pianists I know they are on his level 
are uh, have been you know playing the piano since they were like four or five years old. They've been t- taking lessons. Right. You and you just they just push the classics on you because it's all very difficult, which makes things easier later on. But he just never learned that stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because you shouted Claire de Lune <laughs> like you were at a fucking Skinnerd concert <laughs> shouting free words, Claire de Lune <laughs> from the very back, and he didn't know how to play it, which is. Both f- funny and also even funnier. I think with the that. right people in there, they would have heard me shouting from back in the corner. Claire de Lune would have been hilarious. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. You just got to know your audience. You light your lighter and Claire yeah. de Lune. Anyway, they're gonna hold. They're gonna wait for the encore for Claire de Lune to so just sit down. <laughs> Claire de Lune. Um, also, just winding back a little bit more. So that last Friday was also at um, at Blackbridge. Was what? It was uh, Ghostwood. Oh uh, God, so yeah. many bands. Yeah. Uh, cheeseburger picnic, which any of you uh, folks out there are Trailer Park Boys fans, you will know cheeseburger picnic. Picnic is a uh, a reference to that show. Uh, the Dirty Licks, which those guys were great. They played a mixture of rock and reggae and punk rock and indie rock and all sorts of stuff. Cheeseburger picnic was the most one of the most original indie bands ever. They had like a Glockenspiel and like all sorts of shit. And like, there's just a female lead singer, but also had a male singer that would go, they would go back and forth and. It was great, and the, but like Ghostwood Murder, like those are all local guys, and most of those people have been on this podcast mm-hmm. that are in that band. But holy shit, everybody was completely blown away by a guy named Ukulele Hero, and Hero is H I R O. Yeah, I've heard about him. You talked a little. Let's talk just a minute about he, what he did. He's uh, I don't know if he's from Japan, uh, J- Japan, but he his, from he, Japan. He was from Japan. He spoke. Mm-hmm broken English and it was kind of hard for us to understand each other but I had told him that I had a friend of mine who a guy who became a friend of mine who performed at Blackbridge six or eight months ago who told me hey I saw ukulele heroes playing that guy is so incredibly talented do not fucking miss him but he played at Blackbridge a couple times before in years past but I missed him because I had had to work or, or was otherwise out of town and he described what he does he plays the ukulele and sings but he it's all covers and it's all shit you would never ever think you would hear, but good on songs, the ukulele but and not done so well. Okay, like he played the one that really killed me was I go inside to go to the bathroom. I'm inside, I'm peeing, I hear the door open, and I hear him singing Ace of Spades, <laughs> not at the speed on the record, but mm-hmm. at the speed that uh, uh, Motorhead would play <laughs> oh, it live. Which Let's is just, twice as fast. He's like, Jesus, please. I'm like, he sounds, and he's in, in tr- he's, he's one of those folks that, like, kind of like the guys in the Scorpions. Okay. If you ever listen to Scorpions, it's hard to tell that they're German when they're singing. Right. Right? But you listen to them speak, and it's broken fucking English. Oh, yeah. They, they, That's how this guy was, and it blew my goddamn mind. How, it just makes me feel lazy that this guy sings in a different language than he normally speaks, and he can speak a second language. But he's just that good. And I'm like, well, I should maybe learn how to do that Everybody shit. Everybody was getting into yeah. it, though. You oh, think? absolutely. We're all fucking, everybody Blown was away. losing their mind. Yeah. yeah. He was so good. And he played a couple old old school, like, kind of punk rock standards and, like, some no effects and some bad religion and descendants. But he also played, like I said, Motorhead. And he, like, I'm trying to remember a couple other songs. I was just so, I was so blown away that sometimes I'd, you ever watch a movie? You were just like, your mouth was agape. It was definitely agape. I was, I was <laughs> awestruck. <laughs> Uh, you know how when you watch a movie that's really funny and it's just boom, boom, like super bad. Super bad's right. like every ninety seconds a belly laugh, right? Right. I've had to watch super bad multiple times just to get all of the jokes because I'm laughing through the next joke. I was dumbstruck thinking about the last song the guy played to realize what song he was starting to just starting to play, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like two minutes behind him because I was just so blown away by how good he was. So yeah, folks, look him up. Ukulele Hero, H I R O. 
is uh, how it is because I, th- I believe that's his first name. So then Saturday again, which we already talked about, that's when uh, that's when, uh, when Sound All played. But then that night at Blackbridge was a '90s hip hop night, right, which, which was, was went off like motherfucker. Like people just loved it. So I got over there we late. Had a, we had we got over there late, and it's yeah. like they, they, they he was still doing. It. I went. This was really fucking good because I, I really enjoyed Sound All. I thought, God, I wish I could have stayed or seen some of that. Bounce back well. and forth, yeah, yeah, which we didn't do yeah. much. So yeah. Yeah, it but was it was good. yeah, it was so a good down, time. The music scene downtown is kind of getting more wound up. Yeah, and then now uh, Dirty Dough Pizza has their outside uh, music yeah. venue thing. So yeah. I think it, it could it, turn into it could turn into a thing where a you actually have to thing downtown. Kind of you're gonna have to pick and choose when and where yeah. you go to watch live music downtown because there's so, there's there's multiple venues and or you can bounce around and, too and, 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 and bounce variety. around exactly. Yeah, all these yeah it's really awesome. And they just draw more people yeah. from out of town. Even might come in for that for that reason. Like, Kingman's got several places of live music tonight. Let's yeah. go there and check it all out. Yeah. All within walking distance. So, to segue into a more serious topic like we tend to do at the end of the uh, show, or the yes. last part of the show. Um, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, Paul, but I assume you have. Uh, I had a friend of mine last week who, uh, and he kind of went through a very similar thing that I went through a, a handf- maybe a couple months ago that kind of tripped my trigger to the point mentally where it just made me kind of shift gears and, and go down kind of a, a different path than I normally would. Well, I'll leave that out because that's uh, ask me about it and I'll tell you if you see me on the street. So uh, my buddy, uh, we I feel like, have you ever been stood up before, Paul? You ever like uh, sh- made plans with somebody and they just kind of ghosted on you or you show up somewhere and they just never showed up? Yes. Yeah. It, uh, and I don't know about you. I assume you, being a man of a certain stature and prowess, <laughs> seem to be a very confident individual and a lot of shit like that that you just kind of rolls off your back. Uh, Some of us, unfortunately. It's, it's been a long time. So, so I, I don't know. I don't recall exactly, but let's I, just say that it didn't roll off I've back. been stood up, properly stood up, three times in my life. All three times it really fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh Good, very close, uh, good friend of mine, whom you also know, got uh, really kind of dealt a shitty hand back to back with two different women over the course of about a month, mm-hmm. and it really just kind of fucked him up. And I understand where he's coming from on it because so we had a conversation about this, and I, like I said, I'll be private about it. I'm not going to tell you know spill the beans on who it is, but um, this is just a shout out to anybody who who just is so uncomfortable with any sort of. Um, confrontation to where you just feel like uh well it's better just to i'm so uncomfortable about confrontation that i just uh i just won't do anything i won't i won't respond so if you make plans with somebody or you're otherwise talking to someone in a potentially romantic fashion and then all of a sudden you just disappear you're a piece of shit yeah and you should really work on that because what that does is you you may not realize it but on the other end of that is people out there people humans are fragile we're fragile individuals Right, we, we're like physically and emotionally fragile, and the more you do do something like that to somebody, the less they 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 have any sort of sense of self worth. And when you're having a conversation with somebody, whether it's through text or on the phone or something like that, and you make plans with them, or you feel like things are going a certain direction, and then all of a sudden decide to ah fuck this, this is not going to happen anymore. It, it well the, the term that the children use these days, uh, the children, this is just part of pop culture now, is ghosting. Yes. Like, wh- why would you do that to somebody? Well, or, or they don't realize just the sense of self. They, they they either they have no sense of self worth, or they have a hyperinflated sense of self worth. 
or they've never been ghosted before. That they've never had somebody do that to them, which I've found is to somebody who does that, the best way to retaliate to them is to just completely block them out of your life, and then they realize, oh, God, I fucked up, which happened to me about a week ago, which you and I haven't discussed yet, but she uh, stood me up. I said, fuck it, called over a couple of my guy friends that were I knew were hanging around, not doing anything. I was like, you guys want to come over and have a nice steak dinner? I made chimichurri steak. I got this Mediterranean salad. I got this, and this, just ready to go. Girl stood me up. No text, no phone call, no fucking nothing. So she can eat shit in while rotting in hell. Do you guys want to eat some food? And they came over, and we hung out, and I took two steaks and made it into three people, three, a meal for three They're people. They're probably like, hey, man, I hope this happens more often because you can just invite us over. And yeah, yeah actually, it was funny. One of, them, one of them did say that. They're like, hey, man, you should get stood up more often because this is the best meal I've had in like a month. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Yeah, so I've been on on that end, the the, the receiving end well, of, gonna, of ghosting, and I'm not going to defend that behavior at all. But that to me, it also represents there's something wrong with them to do that. You oh know, yeah, obviously. So they were yeah. either raised yeah, properly or something, <laughs> but you know, it's again, it's not an excuse, right? But it's it's not someone that's so let's say normal and whole enough would never do that. So there's something wrong with them that they would do. Yeah, that, yeah, which sucks because you're you're the end or you or whomever is the receiving. And it's yeah. terrible. On the receiving ends, it it makes you question, well, I was good enough to either, uh, in this woman's case uh, that did it to me recently that I ended up just kind of cutting completely out of my life. She did figure out, I didn't I didn't block her on my phone, so she texted me about, a, well, it was last week. And she just, she, she said, she said, hey, question mark. And I just, I responded with, no thanks. Ooh. Yeah, and then she called me, and I was like, "I like, hello? What do you mean, no thanks? I'm like, you stood me up, and then you waited a month to right. call me or text me? And it's a text, like, hey. I don't need, I don't, I, hey. I'm like, you need to find somebody else who's going to be able to emotionally boost up your, boost up your self-worth, because as far as I'm concerned, you're starting at zero, because I don't ever have any desire to have any sort of relationship with you in any capacity. Uh, friendship or otherwise. In fact, I'm not even going to be a well wisher from the sidelines where I don't issue you. I don't. Uh, I don't wish you any actual harm. But if harm came to you, I probably wouldn't really care that much. Like, and she was like, uh, "Well, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you?" I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with me is that you used me to feel better about yourself, and in the process made me feel like a piece of shit. You made me feel like less than my own personal worth. And uh, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have that much weight in my fucking life. You are right. a nothing." Right, give give him too much. Uh, yeah, too much. Uh, I, I gave I gave her way too much mass in my yeah. fucking order. Fuck that, and hopefully she learned a lesson. If not, that's fine too. No skin off my fucking back. I wasted a little bit of time, and my friends got to eat some good food. Eat shit. So, with that having been said, obviously that person, those people that do that, there's some like you said, there's something wrong with them. And I try to be the empath, but sometimes it's that t- doesn't it's work. T- it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. So. In having the conversation with this friend of mine uh, last week, we really kind of came to the conclusion that uh, putting your sense of worth and any amount of sense of your own self-worth in someone else's hands is po- partly your your responsibility, that you can't do, can't do that. Correct. Um, the, but also, we came to the agreement that that is also physically and emotionally impossible as human beings unless you're a fucking sociopath or a psychopath. That's it. 
So some form of our own sense of self-worth is gets put in someone else's hands, and that's part of the trust of being in any sort of relationship, yeah. whether, whether it's a very brand-new first-date relationship or you've been married for 20 years. Yep. It doesn't matter. Some sense of your worth is in someone else's hands, and it's up to them to decide what they do with it. And anybody who decides to just ghost on you and disappear out of your life it's kind of like what my grandfather told me years ago. I loaned a friend of mine about a hundred bucks when I was, I think I was like 19 or 20 loaned him a hundred bucks when I, you know, you know, Portia's mom and I didn't have much money, you know, when we were together and this oh. would have been around that time. I loaned him a hundred bucks and she goes, she was pretty pissed at me for it because we barely had a hundred bucks to spare, but he, he really needed it. Mm-hmm. Then I never saw him again. Still, still haven't seen him. Never saw him ever again. Never saw or heard from him ever again. And I was pissed about it. I was so mad. Because I picked up overtime to make uh, at my job to make, to, make, to make that up so that yeah. we didn't have because he was supposed to pay me back within two weeks. Never heard from him. Tried to call him after like three weeks, like two, like a week after he was supposed to pay us. Phone number was disconnected because <laughs> nobody had cell phone. Not nobody, but he didn't have a cell phone. And neither did I. Wow. Phone was disconnected. Uh, he moved several years after that. But anyway, when I was talking to my grandfather about. It, I was kind of bitching and complaining. He goes, "Well, Joey, here's the thing." You can look at it one of two ways. You can be mad that your friend took off with 100 bucks, or you can look at it like this. You paid $100 to figure out who wasn't really your friend. So maybe if you loan them 100 bucks and you never see that $100 again, maybe it was worth it. Kind of thing we talked about before about you're the luckiest person around yeah. if, if, if something fails earlier than you Earlier thought, rather than later, but yeah. Better than a lot later, exactly. than a lot more invested, yeah. So uh, by that rationale, if you go down that, that same, use it metaphorically, Somebody is a piece of shit to you in the beginning and they kind of ghost on you. Maybe they weren't really worth a goddamn to begin with. Right. And it's like learning how to compartmentalize your the amount of self-worth that you put in someone else's hands, which is tough to do. And I, I would say it's virtually impossible to do completely, completely and totally. The thing is also if someone – it can be in any kind of relationship, if you will, like, like a, a dating situation or anything really – but if they ghost you or um, stand stood you up or whatever term you want to use, it's always best to figure out a plan B. Like you don't have to entertain yourself on the same level, but to have a plan B like you did. Oh, I'm not gonna waste this food. I'm gonna have some friends come over and at least recover from it fairly. Yeah, healthily, which felt really great because you're. And I have a, a friend of mine who years ago she said I always hated that term. I hate the term tribe. Why do you hate the term tribe? Because it's just. You shouldn't be using that to describe it. I'm like, no, at, at our core, the people we surround ourselves with, our support structure goes back to a tribal life that we all it used does. to live genetically 10,000 years ago. And we lived that way for a you, long and, time. And we still live that way. Beings, and I, yeah. I told her this. I said, we still live that way in a tribe. And she's like, how so? I'm like, well, instead of going to the dairy farmer and saying, here, I have eggs and I have chickens and eggs. Your family wants to eat them, but my family wants to make cheese. Can I buy some milk from you? Can we trade? That's the same thing as your tribe would be the guy at the fucking deli counter at, at Safeway. It's just more modernized. We still depend right. on them because you don't raise your own pigs to make your own ham, to make your own ham sandwich. You don't make your own fucking bread. Right. You don't make your own mustard. Yep. You don't manufacture refrigerators. We all depend on each other to do all these different things. Right. It's now it's specialized. It, right. It was, but yeah. your close-knit tribe are the people you can really depend upon, and I've, I've found... I've I've found you know uh, I turned like it's like you said I turned it into kind of a positive situation. That's right, and it so, also goes back to and I know I can't wait for Trace to call me out on this because he's 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 called me out on saying this, but without giving credit. So I will always give credit for the quote. It's Uncle uh, 
was it Uncle Iroh from uh, 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 the Airbender cartoon, like an anime from 20 years ago. Okay. Which I never really watch anime. I'm just not. I'm just really not into cartoons. But I used to watch that with Portia, and I used to watch that with a, a woman I was with her with her kid. He and I would watch it every day when he got home from daycare. But there was this old Chinese warrior Buddhist kind of guy who always had these great little quotes and quips. And he said, "Sometimes the best way to get over your own troubles is to help somebody else out with theirs." Yes. And it really, and it, I mean, that is, when I, I heard him say that, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I got a friend of mine, a graduation gift several years ago, that was a book of nothing but his quotes. It was like a compendium of his quotes. Mm-hmm. So that one always stuck out with me because it's true. Anytime I've ever felt really, really shitty in my life, whether it's because of relationships or their growing pains or whatever is going on. It helps help. That's else. usually when you'll yeah. hear get an invite from me. Hey guys, I'm I'm gonna make this food. Da da da. Bring all you people over. That's how I cope with that. I'm just feeding other people. That's my mm-hmm. love language. One of them, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I turned. I could have sat at home and wallowed, right? You know, or I can call up a couple buddies of mine that I know are gonna be hungry that rarely eat and cook good meals for themselves. Mm-hmm. They get to eat good meals, including one guy who's a fucking classically trained chef. I got to feed him, and he's like, ah, oh, damn, that's really fucking good. So, like, I at least still got some positive feedback from somebody else. So, basically, I look at it, somebody else was able to appreciate it. Right. And, or it's also, like, if that wasn't wasn't your uh, first thing to do, like, just another example, if you're working on something or and you had plans and you broke it, but you got good to go back to whatever else you were doing, or if there was a certain piece of uh, music you wanted to listen to that you just recently learned about, or a book, or this, or exercise, or something. I mean, the quicker you can do something... To fill in that that gap, the better it is. Yes, absolutely. But what's so funny about feeling bad or about, let's call it de- depression or getting into a funk from certain things happening to us, is that um, we tend to get invested in there too much sometimes. Yes. Like you, get in, you can get inside your own head and you make it worse because you want to process. You want to figure it out. You want to think about what's going on, what's going on, and we're thinking animals you know we try to right. make things make some logic out or make sense out and a lot of the stuff you just can't make sense you really can't make sense out of because yeah. you're not in that person's head especially if right. it's, you can make sense sometimes out of your own shit right but you cannot make sense out of someone else's bullshit you just can't and the and you said well you, what what's what might be wrong with them maybe they were raised poorly that's right. the crazy thing i know this woman i know her parents and she was not she was yeah comes from good stock and that's what i think that's what hurt the most i'm just like like what the fuck what was that why would about? you like why would you do that yeah, yeah, uh, and that was, and it was, and it, it, this wasn't one like because uh, I had a, a couple instances which you and I have talked about that uh, over the course of like literally like either stood up or ghosted on or straight up canceled like an hour before we were supposed to have like a date or something like that for bullshit reasons and mm-hmm. straight up lying to me mm-hmm. in like in the over the course of like a week and a half it was like four three times right God damn. How many times can you get beaten down? And then I finally just got fed up with it, and we all know the result of that. Yes, or we, not we all, you and I know the result of that. Joe's Grand Adventure. Yeah, Joe's <laughs> Grand Adventure. Maybe I'll write a, a book under a pseudonym someday. Yes. It's like, uh, I'll just I'll call myself like Harvey Balzac or something like that. I don't know. But it, it served a purpose, in a way. It served a purpose. It was like exercising demons, so and, to speak. And I don't think anybody got hurt. No. You know what I mean? It's nope. not nobody, yes, no, no lives were lost, and nobody got emotionally hurt from it correct so yeah. that's there you yeah. go anyway so moving forward uh if you if anybody out here listens to uh this podcast that has ever ghosted on someone i urge you to maybe think about why you did it 
And right. if it's recent enough, maybe reach out to them and just kind of apologize because that's and it's always it's a fucked up thing to do. It sucks. It seems like it's the easy way out, just to forget about and go. To, but it's it's never ends up well. Yeah, there's two people involved in that situation. Yeah. And what you did because and I had a friend of mine many 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 years ago gave me tremendous advice before I went out on a date, and he's also the one who pinpointed the fact that uh, because I'm so uh, I'm not. I'm not used to women being into me. It's always been, I've I'm almost always been the person who chases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say 70% of the time, 80% of the time. Now, part of that could be my own problem with perception because I'm your typical male where I, I, I might think, man, she being kind of flirty. Is she into me? No, she's probably just being nice because she was raised right. And then I dismiss it and then find out years, years later, which has happened to me, at least five or six times in my life where I found out many years later, oh, yeah, she was totally into you, but didn't, and like you right. didn't pick up on it. I'm like, ladies, men are just really terrible at perception when it comes to your shit. Or when Sloan, like Don was talking to Sloan in newsroom. Oh, in the newsroom. Yeah, no <laughs> and, shit. Can and, we talk about the fact that you're talking about your soap opera that you've seen <laughs> 11 times now? And, it, and These are not real people. And they're goes, fictional it, characters, they're Paul. They're fictional oh, characters. They're live but in my head. You, are you talking about the interaction they have? And, he, and he's like... He, he goes, well, you're, you're a mate or something like that. She goes, you know, why, are you, why are you single? Why? And, and, and she's she, singing his story. And she, goes, she goes on and on and on about these amazing things. And, and he you goes, can just yeah, see, that's bullshit. And he, you know, this, and he goes, goes... Well, she goes, because you never asked me out. Yeah, why are you single? Because you never asked me out. And then, and, he's, and then he's just like, now he's totally like, you know, cut out, cut at the knees, like just kind of looking. Yeah. Because she's and, beautiful and smart. Yes. And all that, everything you kind of want in a whole package, it seems that way. Right. And quirky. To, specifically to him. Quirky and, and funny like, and all that stuff. He called her aggressively intelligent, then, which I and, was and, like the best way to sum it up. Right. And then Jim walks in. He goes, yeah, you wanted to see me? He goes, yes, I did. He goes, but now I've forgotten why. Because <laughs> he was, he totally he goes, really got dumped out of his short term yeah, memory completely. He was gobsmacked or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, because somebody <laughs> like that tells you, you know, when you ask them, "Why are you single?" Because you never asked me out. I got a chance to say that to a woman about two years ago. Mm-hmm. She straight up just said, "You know," because she had gotten dumped in a really terrible way. Which I like how aggressive she was because this guy. They've been together like a year, and we're talking about moving in together, which I've also been in that situation. Thank God we didn't move in together. But they were about to move in with each other, and he finally just texted her, look, I can't do this anymore. We can't move in together, blah, 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 blah. I just I don't want to see you anymore. He dumped her on, like, via text, which is the second most chicken shit way out. The other chicken, the most chicken shit way out would be just a ghost on her after a year. Wow. And she went to his house. And aggressively just banged on the door until he answered the door. And she goes, "You deserve, I deserve a fucking explanation in person. And I was like, wow. And then she called me crying. And she's like, can I come over and talk? I was like, yeah, come on over. What's up? And she was telling me what was going on. I'm like, god damn. And I just, I sat there and held her hand. And she cried. And I, like, I literally made her homemade from scratch hot cocoa just because I had heavy cream and chocolate and sugar in the just house. Happened to have it. You know, yeah. And I was like, you yeah. want some hot cocoa? Because this is not the time for alcohol. And made hot cocoa and just hung out. Then she's just kind of laying there, and she's like, I just feel so stupid. Like, I wasted an entire year. And I'm like, eh. Some people waste four years of college and don't ever use their degrees. Just look at it like this. You did spent only one year in, like, the community college version of a relationship. And 
you realize that guy's a piece of shit. It's only well, a year. Well, again, you got a whole it, lot more. It, it's the same kind of thing too that we talked about before. It's like it's a good you good because it found it out. It now. was kind of early on. At least you guys didn't get have a kid and get married, right? And I'm like, you're such a tr- tr- tremendous woman. You're smart. You're successful. You're funny. You own your own home. You have a great career. You have this and that and the other. You know, you but don't see, deserve and, to be treated that way. See, and I'm just like boosting her up, and then she just kind of sat up and looked at me, and she's like, "How in the hell?" Are you still single? You're so like thoughtful and you're a good listener and you kind of say the right things, but also not what j- exactly what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. How are you still single? And I'm like, because you never asked me out. I shit you not. I fucking said I stole the line, <laughs> stole, which I do all the time. Sure. And one day it'll bite me in the ass. Right. But not yet. Right. And she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, oh. Honey, I've been in, in, in you for 15 years. Like, since the day I met you, I'm like, this chick is incredible. Yeah, but maybe because you never asked her out. No, I, and well, and then that's the argument. It wasn't an right. argument. It was, she was like, well, you could have asked me out. I'm like, no, honey, I don't think you understand. In, in in all the years I've known you, I've always felt like you're on a different fucking plane of existence than me. Like, you exist as an ethereal ghost. You are not on this plane of existence. So, But that then moving forward, if that conversation had happened, say, six months ago, Oh, hundred percent. I would. I just. I. I would have uh, told her. You know. Fuck this guy. When you get past this whole situation, what are you doing? Let's go. Let's go to dinner. Let me make you some food or something like that. You know what I mean? But it's just like at the time, I just didn't have the confidence to even speak up and say something. And for 10, 15 years before that, so. Um, yes. Anyway. Well, I was going to say that the the real truth or unfortunate thing is. Also, that you can have all your shit together. I mean, you can. It is a very possible and does happen to where you've got it. You kind of got it all. Say you're reasonably intelligent. If that's what you're really into, or you want to be projecting that. And you're, let's say, you're educated. Yeah, you got a job. You've got a, a home. You know that you own that you buy. You've got respond. You're, you're responsible. Don't have too much debt. I don't know. Right. Whatever the whole package You're kind of like the whole package. You're, like you're fun. You're willing to go out and meet people, and you can present yourself well in front of your friends and family. On a, it's very possible that you still don't find the right person. Right. And you not because you're an asshole or something like that. It just, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It's very possible. Yeah. It happens all the time, I think. Um, yeah. Or the wrong people get together. Conversely, the wrong people get together. Yes. Which happens. For who knows why they're willing to, but they are. Usually usually desperation yeah. or family and circumstance it, or something stupid like that. Then shit happens. Yeah. They leave a wake of destruction in their lives. And I'm now experienced enough in relationships and, and, and love and, and lust to know, while I may be unhappy with the aspect of being alone... It's way, way, way better than being in a relationship and being unhappy. Yeah. That's, I, I've learned that, and that is, fu- I don't ever fucking want to go back to that. I, I have been in, never married, of course, but been in long-term relationships that aren't really working, and you just, it's a daily thing where it just feels wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, it occupies a large spot, 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 pot, large spot, pot, a large place, pot on your stove of place, your brain. pot, thinking, yes, that, ugh. And it's just there. It's there all the time. You know, it, it, it may be gnawing at you in the background. You're not really. Yeah. But it's there. You're not happy. You don't like it. But yeah. you keep trudging on. Ugh. We've all been there. We all have been there. Some so haven't. Some, have. Maybe some haven't. But so moral of the story is, man, don't ghost on people. That's fucking brutal. Right. That's the, that is the uh, relationship equivalent to saying, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. It just fucking rips your heart out a little bit. And 
it's not like you were ever even told did because you would start thinking did I what did I do wrong what's wrong with me what's on which is I feel like that's most people's default some people are able to have that what's wrong with me conversation and it lasts 10 seconds and then they're like no nah, it's not it's not me it's them fuck them and they're those people are way more healthy than the majority of people that are going to sit there and, it, and wallow in it and try and figure out What's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Why would this person do that to me? I'm a decent person. I think I'm a decent person. Wait, maybe I'm not a decent person. Maybe I'm the piece of shit, and they're just showing me that I'm a piece well, that, of shit. These are the things that go through my mind. And, and that then shows it, how flawed you it, are. Or not how flawed. Everybody's flawed that way. Yes. No, I understand. <laughs> I, I take no offense to my flaws. But when someone, if you have a plan, just as a very simple example, if there's a plan that's been made, and you both know it, and you both know that you both know it, yeah. and then one person just bails on you with no explanation other than, my kid was in the hospital or I did get in a car wreck on the way over here yes, exactly. or something along those lines, um, the default quickly ought to be, fuck that person. Instead of, but it's usually, right, we all do question ourselves, which is just odd. It's an odd thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather yeah. than just, fuck that. If everybody just said, truly, honestly, if that was the thing that happened and they did the, they were the one doing the wrong Immediately should be well. They're an asshole. Yeah, they're the, they're the piece of shit. That's it. Yeah. They, and and then move along and be like, well, yeah. all right, on to bigger. bigger I'm gonna change things. oil in my car. I've been wanting to do that for a while anyway. Right. And then invite my friends over to have and a steak. So, yeah, exactly. So right. and that's. It took me until uh, very recently to be able to do that, and and it still it still fucked me up for. With that one in particular, where I where like we had made plans, she was coming over to my house. And then we were gonna go. We we're gonna have dinner, and then we, were, we were, had plans to go off and do something else, and a couple other things, or whatever. And literally, none of that happened. And they, uh, well, it just show you that, well, she just was fucking yeah. hot. Like it's just, it was terrible. And then when she contacted me, I was just like, "Oh fuck you!" Oh, I could, I could not wait. I, I kind of wanted to just like text back, "Fuck you," but that's like, a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a little bit. But no thanks, I think is so much worse. Right. She just goes, hey. It is much worse. Yes. No thanks. And then called me. She was, man, she was pissed about that. But there is something to be said for, for, oh God, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this one. There is something to be said for a woman whose her only worth has always been the only thing that she thinks that she has going for her. I'm not saying the only thing she has going for her, what she thinks she has going for her are her looks. And then when those fall out of the wayside and somebody's like, yeah, I was looking for more than just looks. Like, it's great that you're, you're gorgeous, but is there more to you? Right. And then you find out maybe there's not more. And when those looks start to fade and then your shit personality comes through, mm-hmm. sorry, honey, like, that's a that's a real reckoning moment. And I hope she, I hope, I wish her the best and I hope she has the life she deserves. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's some cold stone it cold is. shit, but it's true. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, anyway... That uh, that's all I got on that topic. I just I just uh, I feel it's a good topic. it was kind of nice to hear somebody repeat back to me the things that are in my own head about questioning your own self worth when somebody you put your you per, put a little bit of your self worth in someone else's hands and they use that to wipe their ass and then never fucking contact you again. Right, and that's that hurts. It does, and that's why you have to be careful about what percentage of yes. self worth are you going to put out there. Yep, it's got to be just enough to where it does. If it does get stomped on, that it's not going to really destroy but it's, you. It's okay to be vulnerable. That's yes. what we should be doing. That's a vulner, uh, Brene Brown teaches of that vulnerability is the root of courage. So there's some Jewel song, believe it or not, uh, where it, I, you I'm mean not, uh, Trailer Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
Oh God, Nikki Glazer, folks. That was from the was that Justin the roast of Justin Bieber. I love the where roast. Jewel was on stage. She's like Jewel's here, or as I like to call her, Trailer Swift, <laughs> which is single handedly the funniest fucking thing that's ever been said in any roast of any of those quintessential roasts. Yeah, such a perfect fucking joke. There's no fat on that joke. It's no, perfect. There's not. There's anyway, not. and there's, there's some, a Jules, there's, some... there, there's a Trailer Swift song that's that's. What's the song? What was the song you're I, I don't know. It's one of from one of her more not recent albums, but not her more popular albums twenty years ago. But the line goes something like, you know, be be careful with me because I'm I'm still vulnerable or I or a term similar to that, and I like myself that way. Or or something. Oh, I like, like that. In other words, yeah, but i I'm, I will find the song and I will but it's a much better line than that. But that's what it is. It's basically okay. like, you know, I'm 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 uh I'm fragile. And I like myself that way, so don't fuck me over. Don't fuck me over, right? Cause yeah, because I want to be, I want to remain fragile. And, and you don't want to be the person that pushes someone else that that. It, like the saddest thing on earth is to push someone who used to care about people mm-hmm. into a hole where they don't care about other people. Yeah, and that happens, and I've seen it. You just destroy people, and it'll happen. You and you never know. Maybe that person's been treated poorly multiple times over and you could have been the person that treated them you know correctly it's like you can and treated them with respect and dignity and then you decide not to that guy or that person it doesn't matter it could be male or female because men fucking do that shit to women all the time i'm just talking about my own experiences right i'm not saying men don't do that because i feel like they probably do it maybe more uh or on the same level or more than women do because they'll just be like eh, i already slept with her so i don't give a shit fuck her i'm not gonna Right, you know she. What is the what is the scent of a woman thing like like Charlie like his, like you you can you can lose your leg but you amputate a soul or someone's and they don't, yeah they don't yeah. recover from that or something yeah what you the can fuck does the you can amputate someone's leg cut off an arm cut off a finger but man you you amputate someone's soul like that was that right. it's a Al Pacino man yes. it's fucking incredible it's the last big soliloquy thing or mono yeah I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah, yeah. That, that scene, and and um, and, and he's right. Is a thing too. It's like you know, like a golden retriever dog is normally has a very wonderful disposition, but you beat on a golden retriever long enough, it's going to be a mean dog, right? But they're normally not built that way, right? So, there it's you terrible. Go. All right, is that it. We done. I think so. All right, good. Actually, I do want to talk about one thing, and I, I I hope it doesn't come around and bite me in the ass. But, uh, folks, I've got a, a, a very old and very good friend of mine uh, who was in a really terrible uh, hit and run accident with a semi truck. Uh, she has a couple, from what I understand, she has at least one or two fractured vertebrae in her neck. She's not doing great, so I'm going to post a GoFundMe link on on the this podcast uh, description. If you can give, that would be great. If you can't give, please share on, on the social media because she can use all the help we can get. She had a really rough go the past few months, and I'm, I'm not going to get into the details, but it's just been... This woman has gone through more in the past, say, three months than most people I know go and go through in a lifetime. And she's a stellar human being. So if you can give even a dollar, that would help. I know I sound like NPR gathering money, but I really I really do. I really want to help her as much as possible. So the link will be in the description of this podcast. And like I said, if you can't donate, at least share. It doesn't cost you anything. So we should do that. And then you should share it on your personal page. For sure. I I will too. But there there will be no tote bags. You will not get a tote bag. You're not going to get like a cartoon casual tumbler or anything like that. All you're doing is pure help for somebody else. For for her medical bills. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. That's it for us this week. Uh, Have a great week. Cellar door. Go downtown Kingman, Arizona. Go check it out. Maybe come down to Blackbridge, yell at me on a Saturday afternoon. That would be great, too. Say goodnight, Joe. Goodnight, Joe.
Thank mm-hmm. you.